Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. Welcome to Fireside Giants. I'm going to cut straight to the point, guys. I have a magic trick to start out this episode. You know, just got absolutely the shit kicked out of us by the Eagles and the last team on this planet I would want to get destroyed like that by because their fans make it that much more insufferable to, to manage. Um, but I'm going to go right ahead and do my magic trick for you so you can, you know, at least have some sort of maybe crack a smile. So I started with this, right? I started with this. A gorgeous Stella Artois. Gorgeous. And if you look closely, watch this. Ready? Suddenly, it becomes this. Fucking bleach. This is what the Giants do to people. You go from Stella, you get to bleach by halftime. It's unbelievable. And right now, I'm feeling hurt, personally. I feel attacked. <laughs> I feel like this team, like, I, I can't even, like, I'm laughing because I'm nervous. Like, it's, like, physically painful to go what we just went through, you know? It, mentally, emotionally, we were confident a couple hours ago. What just happened to us was a wake-up call that we have a lot of weaknesses on this roster, um, we're not going to spend too long going into each individual thing that went wrong in this game because you guys saw a lot on the field. It's not worth rehashing again. Uh, but Anthony, how are you feeling right now? I know it's terrible, but we had a couple things that we wanted to do and we wanted the Giants to do early on in this game. They did the exact opposite and it ended up butting them in the butt. And we want to discuss that and, and kind of how they flopped hard in this game. They looked stunned. If you saw the players on the bench, they looked like they saw a ghost. Um, what happened to them, they did not expect. What the Eagles did was they just played their game. They didn't do anything special. They just literally played their game. Heavy running attack, and the Giants could not stop it. Our linebackers, I don't know I don't know where they went. I don't know what happened to them. They haven't been great all year, but they might as well. We might as well play with nine men today on defense because they legitimately did not show up. How are you feeling right now? I mean, I'm I'm feeling like shit. This is this stings, you know, especially against Philadelphia. That makes it a thousand times worse. You know, it's one thing to lose in the postseason, but it's another thing to lose in the postseason to freaking Philadelphia. Those Eagles, man. There's nothing I hate more on this earth than the Philadelphia Eagles and especially their fans. I hate their fans, and I'm sure a bunch of them are going to find their way to our YouTube comment section and gloat and make this, as you said, Alex, insufferable. So... Have to look forward to that, of course. But listen, man, this was a tough game. Uh, not the way you want the season to end. But at the end of the day, great season, shitty ending. You know, it was a, it was a great season. And I wanna I wanna try and put a little bit of a positive spin onto this. I think a lot of Giants fans and content creators are probably gonna whip out the bleach and pour it down their throats and you know be really depressed on this thing. And I, I'm depressed with you guys. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Alex, this was a good year, and it's the best year that we've seen as New York Giants fans in a very long time. Uh, I mean, to win our first play up, playoff game in over a decade, since 2012, 11 years it took us, but Brian Dable brought us back with what we now clearly see is a underdeveloped roster. This is a half-baked roster that Brian Dable somehow carried into the postseason and got them to win a game. So listen, the future is bright. Uh, this isn't the way we wanted the season to end. Obviously, we had deeper playoff aspirations. We had Super Bowl aspirations, but yeah, we were probably in over our heads, but we're fans. That's what we do. We get hyped and we get overexcited and 
But listen, I think there's still a lot to be excited for in the future. Just not right now. It's not our time this season. But next season, who knows? I think the Giants can go into this offseason, you know, add a few pieces. Brian Dable coaches them up. Mm -hmm. And we got a chance next year and the years following. Because I think that what we saw is there is a great foundation that's been placed for this team. But they are a few pieces away. I think that... You know, you mentioned that to start this game off, the Giants made some mistakes early on that cost them in the long run and really just blew this game out of proportion pretty early on. But what you saw, man, you just saw a better team win. Like, that's really it. It's cut and dry. The Eagles, I hate to say it, it makes me want to vomit in my mouth and then spit it on this desk, but they were the better freaking team by a landslide. Like, they have more talent, top to bottom. Their roster is stacked. They've got a decent coaching staff, and they were just the better team today. So it sucks to say. Really sucks to watch the season end like this, but again, I can't reiterate it enough. It was a good season, and I'm very pleased with Brian Dable in his first year as head coach, Joe Shane, as well. And I think that the future here with the New York Giants is rather bright. Yeah, like you said, half baked. I'll tell you what, this is like the best way I can I can put this into words is this Giants team is like if you had a phenomenal coach, a phenomenal cook in the kitchen, but we're using awful ingredients. You know, and not not to say all of it was awful. You know what I mean? I'd say the cook being Brian Dable, the guy's a stud. He he's gonna help this team tremendously, in my opinion. I think that we found a, a long term solution at head coach, but the ingredients that we have, you know, we we had a couple good utensils. You got you got Daniel Jones, you got Saquon Barkley, a good carrot, a good broccoli, but the steak, the meat and potatoes, man, the meat and potatoes, just not there. You know, low grade, low grade stuff around the bend, and I, you know the decision making in this game, some of it was just poor. Um, the fourth and eight uh, going forward on the, on the first drive was a, a perplexing decision. Um, the fact that we didn't go on it just the last, the previous drive, we're on a similar, you know, field range, maybe 10 to 10 yard difference down 21 points. We punted on fourth and six, um, but we don't punt it on fourth and eight in the first drive of the game. I don't get it, but again, I'm not paid to make these decisions. Again, Anthony and I were very heavily on the board uh, on the same train before this game started that we wanted to run the football heavily, set the tone on the ground, keep the possession, limit the turnovers. What do you know? Giants don't run the football at all in the first half. Then the, the second drive, interception from Daniel Jones. Like, uh, we, we, we couldn't have laid out the freaking plan any better than we, than we did. Set the, the tone on the ground. And then the second half of the game, Giants have looked better the second half. Now, the Eagles clearly are not trying. They don't look like they're trying that hard. But the Giants had a couple decent offensive drives, and they were all led by Saquon Barkley on the ground. All of them, you know. Um, I think they had six rushes in their first eight plays to start the second half. And he has nine carries. Saquon Barkley has nine carries. I know they abandoned the run early, but the passing game was so obsolete. You know, why not just give the ball to Saquon after? They were just throwing the ball so much and just was not working and just three and outs. And they they didn't have a, a game plan. And, and this team... Um, really struggled to get it going, and, and I'll tell you this right now: I'm very proud of where we where we are right now. We have a we have a taste of winning. We won a playoff game for the first time in a very long time, a decade. We have a taste of what it feels like to be a good team. I think that's going to fuel this this success that we that we now realize we can achieve. Um, it comes down to building a strong roster and good coaching. I think that we got a lot of value out of guys that really are not going to be on this team next year. We're going to see half of this roster gone at, after the season. You know. If, if we can do it with these guys, I guarantee you Brian Dable can do it with guys that are more talented and get even more value out of them. The draft is going to be big for us. They're going to be plugging some holes there. Free agency is going to be important for us. But the question is, the, the NFL these days is a pass-first league. And, you know, there's so much offense, especially in the playoffs. You know, you got to be scoring 20, 25 plus, 25 plus points a game to win in the playoffs. And 
it seems to me that unless you're the 49ers and have an elite running game, like running backs don't impact the game that much. Um, I know Saquon can do a lot more than that. He's a really good receiver too. I'm very curious to see how this unfolds. I'd love for him to stay a giant. Um, but the Giants need to invest heavily at the wide receiver position, and they probably need another interior guard. And we have a big, big, like, what if with Evan Neal right now. Um, I think he's going to be better next season. Now we're hoping he takes that Andrew Thomas-level leap, but he got dog walk tonight. Like, Hassan Reddick put him in the freaking grave, you know? And this happened last week. He had gave up seven pressures to Daniel Hunter. This is the problem. You know, Evan Neal, like, I think he's going to get better. Like, don't don't question what I'm trying to say because I do think he'll be better. But he was really bad this year as a rookie. Um, there's a – I think you give him another season, and if he struggles a lot, you consider kicking him into right guard. Um, but if he if he makes a big jump next year, then so be it. Happy about it. I think that he deserves that opportunity to keep going at right tackle. Um, but he was a liability in this game, and he's been a liability for a lot of this season. But again – I'm confident he's going to he's gonna take a big step forward. I'm confident he can get the job done. His work ethic is phenomenal. He's really young, and I think he's got all the talent in the world. But he he, he was a liability in this game, and, and there's no doubt that we can question, um, you know, is he going to take that Andrew Thomas level leap? We hope he does. But wide receiver needs to be addressed. Linebacker, good God. I cannot handle these Mickey D's linebackers anymore. You know, where are they finding these guys? <laughs> Gerard Davis, man. I mean, I know we just plucked him off. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fault him much because he's starting in a playoff game and he was plucked off the Lions practice squad two weeks ago. Jalen Smith never supposed to be playing on an active roster. You know, Blake Martinez, we missed the hell out of that healthy when he was healthy. That version of him, we gotta invest in that position, man. Whether it's early in the draft or through free agency, uh, we need another cornerback. You know, this the run stopping is a, a massive liability. What, what are you thinking about this linebacker core right now? Because what we saw in this game. Some of the worst linebacking I think I've seen in in the history of my life. Like I I can't recall another team that has this bad linebackers. Yeah, this 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 year might be the year that the Giants finally bite the bullet and draft a linebacker in the first round. They might just have to do it, man, because it's been since when? Like Carl Banks or some shit since like 1984. It's been like decades and decades since Antonio the Giants Pierce. have taken a first round pick. Yeah, but a first round pick in on a linebacker, oh, round, they yeah. haven't done it yeah, since true. like the 80s. That's absurd to me. Like it's been a problem for the Giants for a very long time. They gotta just bite the bullet and draft a linebacker or something. And now, no, I'm not saying necessarily that they're set. They should be set in stone on that draft a linebacker in the first round. But the point being, they gotta invest in the position. Having guys like Landon Collins midseason, he provided a spark at one point. Pick six against the Colts, that was awesome. Jalen Smith, he had some solid games in there, but. Overall, you don't get by in the NFL with waiver wire linebackers starting for you week in and week out. The Giants should have learned that lesson a couple years ago. They still haven't learned it. Now, I also understand Joe Shane didn't really have a whole lot to work with. You know, he he came into a pretty shitty situation that Dave Gettleman left behind. Just tried to make do with what he had. But, man, that linebacker position is disgusting. It's terrible to watch. And another thing that I got to mention, you got to talk about a little bit. Evan Neal, man, yeah, I think that that question about whether or not he should move to right guard or inside, right guard, left guard, whatever, I think that question starts this offseason. I don't think you even give him another year. I think there needs to be a conversation about it as soon as possible. I think the coaching staff just needs to go up to Neal and be like, listen, are you comfortable out there on the tackle spot or do you need to move inside? Like, what do you want to do? Because pretty much everybody else on the offensive line is disposable. Left guard, center, right guard, all those guys can go. But you've got an investment there at Andrew Thomas and you've got it at Evan Neal. So you got to 
to ask Neil, like, hey, where are you most comfortable? Let's make this work before it's too late, right? Because you don't want it to be another Eric Flowers situation. He plays right tackle, he plays left tackle, he sucks no matter what, and then he leaves to another team and plays guard. Just make it work with Evan Neal. Find a way to make it work. So I think that conversation happens as soon as possible. I think, honestly, Alex, maybe I'll find some offensive line coach to bring on the podcast uh, in the in the offseason. We can take a look at it and see if he's better suited at guard and do a film breakdown right here on Fireside Giants. So I guess stay, stay tuned to that. But with Evan Neal, man, a lot of question marks. You mentioned that he was a liability this week, liability last week. Dude, he was a liability all season. Let's keep it real. He, he was really, he had a rough year. And yeah, I want to see him take that Andrew Thomas step, but those are kind of few and far between, right, Alex? Like sometimes, yeah, it happens. You see a, a tackle turn it around and really take a big step, but other times you see them bust out of the league like Eric Flowers did. So it's going to be tough. Let's see what happens to Evan Neal. It's too soon to make you know a decision on him and say whether or not he needs to move inside, whether or not he's a bust, whether or not he's going to be a pro bowler. It's too soon to tell, but right now what I know is he needs to be better, and a lot of players on the Giants do. The linebackers, as you mentioned, a lot of pieces in the secondary need to step up, and yes, absolutely the Giants need to invest in that wide receiver position. Isaiah Hodgins disappeared in tonight's game. It really sucked, but he he was pretty good down the stretch, and I think that there is something to work with there. Slayton should probably be extended as a backup on this team, but they need to find a new number one true outside wide receiver to take over games, whether that be through a trade, whether that be through the draft, whatever the case might be. They got to invest in that position. They need more offensive firepower. Alex, you're 100% right to win in this NFL in the postseason. You need to put up 30 points per game. You got to be able to go out there and hang 30 on any defense, and the Giants do not have that firepower right now. So they got to go ahead and invest in some weapons for Daniel Jones if he truly is the future of this team like we all think that he is. And another thing, Alex, just recapping this game again, taking a look back on it, you mentioned that early on, they made some really strange coaching decisions. I hate to say it, but I think this was the worst coach game by the Giants all year, and they really chose the worst possible time to have a game like this. Like, I can't say enough great things about what Brian Dable did this year, but this had to be his worst coached game yet, and it was the worst time for that to happen. I mean, the fourth down decisions were putrid, but really, you look at that second half and the way that the Giants started to move the ball there, they were they were running, short, quick passing game, and Alex, we said that all week. Listen, sometimes I think I'm a real dipshit, but it doesn't take more than a dipshit to know that going into this game, you cannot drop back into the shotgun and stand and wait in the pocket for five seconds against the Eagles defense with Evan Neal as your right tackle quick passing game run the football set the tone through the running game that's all we were saying all week Alex like set the run game from the start with Saquon Barkley and have a quick passing game so that Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick don't get after your quarterback we said it all week and we are not paid millions of dollars to make these decisions so I don't know man that was really frustrating to see listen Mike Kafka, he's getting his head coaching consideration. What a job he did last week against the Vikings. But I said they should have ran more against the Vikings, and they absolutely should have ran more against the Eagles because the game plan that the Giants threw out there to start the game was not it, and it ultimately damned them before this game even really got going. So I guess that's kind of my thoughts on this game, my thoughts on the season. I know we got a whole lot to talk about in the offseason, Alex, and I'm looking forward to breaking it down here. But man, like I said, deflating ending, shitty ending to the season, but overall, a decent year, and I'm happy with what Brian Dable started to cook up here. Yeah, I mean, look, I have, like, a headache right now just freaking watching that game, but, I mean, look, I don't Drink know if you the saw... Pain away, brother. The, 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 Richie, <laughs> the Richie James drop at the end, man. I don't know if you saw that. I peeped Good that, God. yeah, I saw. Dude, 
mm-hmm. wide open. What do you? I'm not blaming Daniel Jones at all for this loss for the for what it's worth. This is not on Daniel Jones. If you're blaming also, Daniel, Daniel Jones, Jones took a hit this, there. He took a hit there. Yeah. That would have put my ass in the ambulance in two seconds. I gotta say, I have, and that was Evan Neal again. So I mean, yep. I mean, dude, this is not on. If you're if you're sitting here right now watching this and thinking this was Daniel Jones's fault, you're not you're not blaming the right people. This was, I mean, the Giants like gave up. They they looked defeated after the the third possession. Um, Eagles came out swinging. They did not come out swinging. And look, Saquon Barkley getting nine carries, even if you're down two possessions, is is a crime. It's a war crime. You know, Saquon Barkley. Averaging four, five, six yards a carry is better than throwing it into basically the Bermuda Triangle, hoping that you don't throw an interception. You know, let Saquon, even if you're down 14 to zero, why would you abandon the run so early? You know what I mean? Like, what was the point? They just kept, they just kept going three and out or turning the ball over. Saquon Barkley is one of your best playmakers. He's our best playmaker. You know, he is undeniably our best playmaker. He should be running the football, getting the ball in his hands at all, at all cost he was running hard he wanted the rock and they just didn't give it to him Isaiah Hodgins had three yards in this game or whatever he, he, he had three yards after the third quarter um he's still one reception for three yards Bellinger one reception for four yards we didn't even use our top receiver and we didn't even use our top tight end and for what it's worth they played zone coverage the whole ga- freaking game it's not like Isaiah Hodgins wasn't open he said we did not scheme him open you know we didn't scheme him open now going from the worst defense against the Vikings to the best defense in the Eagles was eye-opening. It was basically a direct de- that's direct message to Brian Dable, to Joe Shane, that we do not have enough talent on this roster. You know, we we are severely lacking talent at key positions. Um, notably, right tackle's a problem. I mean, like I said, I think Evan Neal's going to get better, but right now it's considered a problem because he's not good right now. He blatantly is not good. Is he going to get better? Yes, I do believe so, but this season, not good. Linebacker, both positions, major liabilities. Wide receiver, I mean, I don't think Darius Slayton or Richie James are back next year, personally. Richie James had some okay games down the stretch, but the guy cannot fucking catch, okay? Like, it's just pissing me off. Apologies for my language, but motion gets the best of me sometimes when I'm watching this freaking godforsaken team. Um, That drop right there, the drop against Minnesota a couple weeks ago, he had a couple good games. The two-muff punt, like, he's just more of a liability at times than than an asset. Wandale Robinson should be be taking those snaps. That will be his role. You know, Wandale will not drop those passes, in my opinion. I think he has way better hands than Richie James. He'll be so much better. Darius Slayton, not on this team anymore. I don't want to see, like, I appreciate what Darius Slayton did this season. He did well. Like, he came in, had some nice moments, did well. He is so replaceable, guys. Darius Layton is yeah. so replaceable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who, who, who are you going to really t- – is anyone going to sit here and tell me that Darius Layton is not replaceable? The fact that he cannot catch these these key moment passes, the fact that you know he, he's not really a wide receiver two. He's more of a wide receiver three or wide receiver four. You can replace guys like that. You know, I'd rather go and get McCole Hardman from the Kansas City Chiefs and replace him with Darius – replace Darius Layton with him in free agency on a much – or probably a cheap deal, you know what I mean? Like, or just draft somebody, you know? It could be a myriad, there's a myriad of different options, but Slayton is not a guy who's a long-term solution on this team. He's not making this team significantly better. Richie James is not making this team significantly better. Hodgins, long-term solution, love the guy. Bellinger, love the guy. Wish they would get the tight end position more involved in their passing attack, because with the way you look at you look at Travis Kelsey, even Dawson Knox with the Buffalo Bills, heavily, heavily focused um, on their uh, in their offense, and, and we just don't use the tight end position that much. Maybe Bellinger isn't getting open that much, or I don't know what it is. Maybe we're not scheming enough to him, but 
I'm just, I'm pissed off. I, I might be, I might be saying some stuff I don't mean, and tomorrow I'll walk it back, and I'm like, you know what? But I'm right now emotional, and and the season's over, and I'm proud of these guys. But there's gonna be a lot of turnover this year, this upcoming off season, and I think that that's a fine thing because this coaching staff will get the best out of anybody that they put on the field, in my opinion. Aside from this blowout fucking loss. <laughs> I think you said a lot of good things there. I think emotion got the best of you on a lot of other things that you said. But the one thing that I'll definitely agree with you on is that I think the coaching staff can do better with better. I I think once this team gets a little bit more talent on the roster, listen, Joe Shane, he did wonders with this roster. He was very creative. He found a lot of low-key talent midway through the season, veteran guys waiting to be signed. He did what he could, man. Like, shout out to Joe Shane. A lot of credit goes to him. Giants were competitive this year because of him. Uh, look at what Dave Gettleman left him with. And unfortunately, tough reality of this team, we're still going to be recovering from the Dave Gettleman era for a little while. There's still a lot of work to get done with this roster you mentioned it new receivers new corners definitely new linebackers there's a lot of work that needs to be done but i agree with you man i think that the coaching staff can get it done with a better roster so we'll see what happens hopefully they go ahead and they find some talent this offseason i believe in joe shane but man it's a tough game it's a it's a it's a game of inches it's a it's a a game where the best team wins and unfortunately the giants were not the best team tonight I don't know. It no, sucks. I'm not. demoralized, man. I don't really even know what else to say, honestly. Me too. I'm down. Too. I'm down bad. I'm down tremendous. I'm down too, man. But I'll tell you what. Future is bright. I feel good about the yes. future. I'm happy that we were even here. Look, the fact that we're playing meaningful football right now, I'd rather I'd rather make the postseason and get and, and lose a bad game and know that we're we are capable of doing this. You know, we set the standard. We are, we're putting our best foot forward, and I feel optimistic about the future. This offense, in my opinion, is going to look a lot different aside from a couple of key pieces. You know, I think Daniel Jones extended. Saquon's probably probably retained as well. Aside from those guys, I think we're probably looking at a couple new offensive linemen, maybe a new center, maybe a new left guard. Um, I think the wide receiver unit probably is completely overhauled. I think Wandell Robinson, obviously, he sticks around. I think Hodgins stays. But I think, aside from those two, maybe Shep signs back on a veteran minimum deal. But aside from that, we're looking at two or three more receivers that are going to be brand new on this team next year, and um, it's going to be a lot better because we're going to have guys that can actually beat guys like Darius Slay, beat guys like James Bradbury, who I miss dearly right now. <laughs> but defensively, same thing. We need more cornerbacks. We need more linebackers. We need more interior defensive linemen to help it. When Dexter Lawrence was off the field today, the Giants, the Giants couldn't stop anything, not even a single thing. They couldn't stop anything with, with him on the field because our linebacker was so bad. But when he came off the field, it was god-awful. It, it was like unwatchably bad. So, I mean, Leonard Williams disappeared in this game. After this game, I'm kind of thinking they may just let him walk and cut him and reallocate that $18 million. It's, it's a conversation for another nah, day. Nah. Um, it, See, I, I think he has value. Emotions get in me, Emotions get No, no, no. I'm not, saying that, I'm not saying that they should, and that's what I think, but I think that they may see how bad our, our run stopping was, and it could be linebacker, and I think it probably is more attributed to the linebacker position. But is there a better way? Is there a better way to spend that eighteen million dollars? You know what I mean? I think that's what. Dude, that I'm not gonna lie though. Okay, I think that's a valid question. It's it's the contract, right? It's the Gettleman contract, right? That's what brings us into the question. That, right? You could get you could get three positions with that man. F it, you could go crazy with that money. But here's the thing though. 
when you're talking about on defense, you know, and the the defensive linemen are not necessarily supposed to make the tackles on the run plays. They the ones who do or they do a great job. Dexter Lawrence gets a lot of tackles for loss. He gets a lot of tackles at the line of scrimmage. That's because he's a different beast, right? The main goal of the defensive lineman is to open up the offensive lineman so that the linebacker can crash through and fill that hole. Now there was a couple times where Leonard Williams perfectly moved the lineman. Running back goes through the hole, it's opened up, and Jalen Smith just can't make a goddamn tackle to save his freaking life. That's what kept happening. So I don't want to blame any of these D linemen. I think the D linemen played okay in run defense, but those linebackers, once that running back gets to the second level, you got to make the tackle, and the Giants' tackling was just a freaking war crime. It was an atrocity. They couldn't tackle anybody for nothing. Like, it was pathetic. So... And listen, even in the secondary, we struggled to tackle. Dory Jackson tackled well. And I got to say, okay, before like before we wrap this up, one thing I got to say, shout out to Xavier McKinney. Dude played his ass off, played with a lot of freaking heart. That's a New York giant if I've ever seen one. That man bleeds blue, and I want him here forever. I love Xavier McKinney. He deserves all the credit in the world. Great effort in a losing match. He deserves, he deserves the credit, man. I know... Some Giants fans are still upset with him for getting injured during the bye week, and they give him shit for that. Listen, it was a freak accident. It was horrible. He feels horrible about it. He didn't want that to happen to himself. Not his fault. It is what it is, but that dude bleeds blue. He puts his heart on the field every single game for the Giants, and I want to see him continue to be the captain of this defense and continue to lead this team to more wins in the future. Xavier McKinney is the future of the defense. He and Dexter Lawrence, those are your building blocks on the defensive side of the ball, but go find a few more and see what this team can do. We'll see, my friends. But, guys, I'd love to hear your perspectives below in the YouTube comments. I know it's probably going to be very negative, and, you know, I'm feeling emotional. I'm feeling kind of pained uh, from all angles. But we'll be back tomorrow to recap this and, and walk you guys through the offseason. We're going to start looking at draft prospects soon enough, um, you know, as we gr- go through our grieving process after this loss. But um, I'll tell you what, I appreciate the hell out of all of you guys for sticking around. Always happy to hear conversations. I'd love to have some good ones in the comment section. As always, much love. Make sure to like and subscribe. We'll be doing a lot of stuff this offseason for you, so you won't want to miss out. We'll catch you guys in the next Fireside Giants video, and drink away the pain, my friends. Mm-hmm.